everybody. Welcome to the Luthiers Podcast. I'm Paul. I'm Megan. How you doing? Sick. Again. again. And, um, I just feel like no. <laughs> the super sick saga of 2015 continues. Dun, dun, dun. Harlow was really sick again. Again. Whatever. And, um... He's kind of been sick since January. Like, yep. He's I had mean, an ear infection since January. If you're a parent, you know. I feel you. The struggle's real. Yeah. And my heart goes out to you. We are in the same boat. And it's been a lot of long nights this week of me getting up every single hour to check on him. Yeah. So my body has suffered for that, and now I have, like, a cold. It's just trickled down. Throat. <laughs> my head feels like a balloon. Foggy. Yeah. My ears feel like I'm just underwater. It's fun. A lot of Good orange times. juice and emergency. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for all this to go away. Yeah. Gonna be I think it's like the end of cold and flu season, technically. We're to the end of March. Well, we're certainly not through it, but we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah. What's new with you? Yeah. Well, I'm just kind of exhausted. I've been, I've worked a couple of like um, long, late nights where I stayed the night at the shop recently, and I'm just kind of pretty worn out. I've got sore muscles and bruises and cuts and scrapes and everything. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm kind of just relieved to have a day off. So yeah. That's really nice. And things are going well. The new website is up. Yay, Pat. Yeah. Thanks, Pat. Um, if you haven't been to it yet, go check out the new PaulRoneyGuitars.com. It's uh, brand new, and uh, Pat did a really, really great job. Just um, everything, we still still got a few things we're working on and all that, but um, yeah, it's fantastic. You can order guitars right online now. Which is yeah, he's amazing. the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And spec out, like, you don't even have to email for a quote anymore. You can just, all the options are there. So Most everybody anyway. collectively together now, let's say thank you, Pat. Thank, thank you, you Pat. Pat. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> right on. So today we're just doing some Q&A. Yeah. We got four questions, one from an anonymous person that you can't find again. Yeah, well, yeah. He, somebody sent a question, and I went looking for it to answer it. And I totally could not find it. Tried like crazy, but I couldn't find where this question was sent to us. I just kind of am going off of memory. So apologies to whoever you are. But I thought it was a good question, so I thought we should answer it. So let's start with that one from Anonymous. Yeah. Uh, and he had a couple of questions. I can't remember all of them, but there was one that I do remember. And uh, I thought it was good. And it was just, um, if money were no issue, what guitar would you own or buy? I thought that that was pretty cool. So what, how about you? Um, again, I've talked about this on past episodes that I am in no way, shape, or form a guitar player. Uh, I came into this with no knowledge of vintage, boutique. I had no guitar knowledge. We'll just put it that yeah. way. Zero. So for me, it's a little bit different because I feel like I would own a guitar just to appreciate how it looks, but a lot of other people want to own it because they, you know, it plays to their aesthetic. Mm -hmm. um, so I would just, I would have Saul Cole make me a guitar. And you know what? I love that man so much, I would just be like, make whatever you want to make. Yeah. Whatever you feel happiest making, whatever comes to you. Yeah. I don't want to, like, tie you down to, you know, I don't want to spec out a guitar, maybe you that bores you or whatever, I would just want to be able to let him do whatever he wanted yeah. to do. Mm -hmm. 
and I love him, and I think that he's amazing at what he does, and he's an amazing artist, so, yeah, it would definitely be a cult. I think that's exactly the same thing that I would do. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, I mean, for real, I, I, you know, definitely, like, there is, if I were to pick, like, a vintage guitar, something that just already exists that I could walk into a store and buy it, it would be a 1954 Les Paul Custom. Okay. Um, the one with the, uh, the staple pickup in the neck. Um, I just think those things are really fantastically cool. It's kind of my favorite vintage guitar. Um, and, of course, as far as, like, you know, money being no issue and something that's prohibitively expensive otherwise, you know. Like, if I really wanted, um, I don't know, a 1966 national, uh, you know, map guitar or whatever, um, you could still get those for, like, under $3,000. And I feel like that's expensive, but if I really, really wanted one, I could save up and buy it. Yeah. Um, but, like, a 54 Les Paul Custom... That's like $100,000. I mean, those things are just it's crazy expensive these days. And that's not something that I feel like I could easily just save up for. So that would be my choice for a vintage guitar. But, um, uh, but yeah, I think, I think if I just, if it was like one guitar, you only get one and you just, you have to choose one. Yeah, I think I would just hand my money to Saul Cole and say, build me something. I Which just, we will do eventually. Yeah, it'll happen. I, and I would know. want him to build it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know he has a super backlog, and that's totally fine. Yeah. And there's the Premier Builders Guild thing, which are fantastic, but, yeah, we're talking about actually, you know... The man himself. Yeah, go up to his shop in Portland and just hand him a stack of cash. Yeah. yeah. And then sit there for, like, 12 months and watch him yeah. build it. <laughs> be a fly on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind us. We'll just be over here snacking on some popcorn. So the next question comes from Andrew Thomas on the Luthierist Facebook page. It says, I'm pretty far behind, so I don't know if you've covered this or not. And I guess we haven't, if I'm answering this question. Not but, fully and completely. <laughs> I mean, we didn't go into much detail about it. So, But sprayers. Airless, self-contained unit, siphon feed with compressor, or gravity feed with compressor? Um, thanks for the question, Andrew. Uh, gravity feed with compressor. Uh, HVLP is the other sort of uh, uh, high volume, low pressure uh, is sort of the other you know term for that. But that's what we use. Um, it works great. We use the Deville Vista cup system for uh, uh, that's like the cup on the gun. Um, various size tips, various uh, there's you know air water filters and all that stuff is kind of all set up. Um, yeah, that's what we use. It's a really great system. It, um, it's kind of the best, I think, that you can get. Um, but before that, we had one of those small electric HVLP uh, things from Erlex. I forget what it was, what the model Didn't you was. win that? No, I won a contest that they had. Right, but didn't I you win the, the... Oh, okay. I bought the, the, the unit, but then the company that makes it had a contest that I won. Um... Which uh, they were just—they wanted to see examples of people's finishing that they had done with, with that uh, system, and uh, I had like a blue sparkle guitar that I entered and and I won, um, like a, I think it was like a hundred dollar gift card or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it so. Wasn't, wasn't anything spectacular. I think we bought hella alcohol with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I forgot about that. I don't remember what we did. Pretty sure we did. Um, yeah, but and, and really what those things are is uh, it's like a shop vac that's just blowing instead of sucking is kind of what the engine in it is, you know. It just it just has a filter on the bottom and it just hauls air through it. 
via electric means. So it's high volume, low pressure is sort of what it's supposed to be. It's a siphon feed gun, but um, instead of a you know a gravity feed, which I think would would have been a, would be a better choice for that system. But um, yeah, we did a lot of finishes with that thing, and it it worked really great. I still kind of I, I sold mine to somebody who is fantastic, and so I'm glad he's got it now. But um, I kind of wish sometimes that I still had one just to do sparkle finishes. Yeah. Because you can use the water-based lacquer for the carrier of the sparkle and clean the whole system with water. And it has like a two millimeter tip, so it never clogs. Like that was just the coolest way to do sparkle finishes. Yeah. It was pretty rad. All right, the next question. I think that this person has messaged us before, and I think their name is Tack, right? I think so. Okay. Well, sorry if that wasn't, and I'm sick. So T, that's going to be. Yeah, well, the, the note here says TM. You say it, you know Japanese. Is it? I don't know if it's. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> I don't like to presume. <laughs> Makino? Makino? <laughs> if it is soon. Japanese. I think that I. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways, we've spoken before. Hi. Again. <laughs> he says, hey, this was a great episode. I think he was talking about the fretting episode. I don't know. Um, the finishing, oh, no, think, the finishing episode. Wet sanding with right. 2000 grit. I found it really interesting. You guys start wet sanding with 2000 grit. That episode answered a lot of questions for me. Good, we're glad. He also said, I would be interested in hearing a bit about how you guys decide on lumber. Not so much why you'd choose one species of wood over another, but more so why you would choose one plank of mahogany over another. What criteria do you use to assess lumber at the level of the individual piece? So, we obviously have certain types of wood mm -hmm. that we go for. There are just going to be certain types of wood you don't use to make yeah. guitars. We use a lot of different kinds, but not We do, yeah. yeah. Um, so, there's that. You can go in there knowing, okay, well, I'm not even going to need to look at these types yeah. of wood. I'm going we straight. We generally through. skip the poplar pile. Right. <laughs> and we use, we look at the maple or the Once alder. we get there, we're looking for a board that doesn't have a lot of knots in it. We're mm -hmm. looking for a board that isn't too heavy. Mm -hmm. And um, we have like, we just know when we're going to, how we're going to cut it, how we're going to need it to be cut. Mm -hmm. We try to look for the maximum amount yeah, of highest like, yield, I'm right. going to get the most. Yeah. Bang for my buck. Mm -hmm. So the width, I mean, we don't, you know, we're not, we don't want to, we generally don't want to buy, you know, a, a three or a four inch wide piece of alder because that's going to, not wide enough to make a two piece body. Right. So, you know, usually you're going to be looking at seven inches or, or big or wider right. for the board. And then, like you said, just clean and clear, um, you know, lightweight. And beyond that, you know, I don't, I don't think we're too picky. If we look out and we get something that's got, like, some nice figuring, that's great, but... Yeah. You know. And sometimes you get a board that you're like, dang, this is heavy, mm -hmm. and I hope that it works out. Mm -hmm. And if you get something that's heavy and you were planning on making a solid body junior and it's super heavy, well, then we just chamber it. Yeah, very often um, if we are unfortunate in that it's just really heavy wood... Yeah, we just we just hollow it out. <clears throat> I had a we had that junior that that uh, with, that was like the body blank before hollowing it out was like thirteen pounds, <laughs> just the body. Yeah, just the body. This is like including nothing else that's gonna go no on the hardware, finished guitar. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. 
just the body, the pieces that were going to make up the body before hollowing it out was like 13 pounds. It was ridiculous and hollowed it out to the max. And now I think it's like a three pound body before, yeah. before the hardware goes on. Which is good. Yeah. So thanks for your question. Oh, and he also said, for the record, if you guys do decide to do an episode all about knobs or sandpaper, I'll be listening. You know what? I will thanks. do that for you. The knobisode and the sandisode is coming. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to actually start, like, taking notes and making this happen because it's been in demand for so long now. It'll be like, one-year anniversary show, knobisode. Yeah. <laughs> what you've been waiting for. It's like that epic series finale yeah. of the show. <laughs> we'll have to make like a teaser trailer for it on YouTube <laughs> or something. Uh, the last question <laughs> that we got was from Steve Rowe, who is a co-host on 60 Cycle Hum. Yeah, hi Steve. Hey Steve. So if you don't already check out their podcast, it's him and Ryan Ryan Burke, Burke yeah. Um, you should go check it out. It's Absolutely. the guitar, what is it? Guitar, buying, buying selling, selling, trading, modding, modding, uh, Damn it, damaging. Damaging. Probably spitting Probably on. Probably spitting on podcast. <laughs> yeah, go listen to them. Yeah. They're funny. Yep. Um, he said yo. So what's up, yo? Yo. Yo. Um, a couple episodes ago, you mentioned how the buffer wheel you guys use can catch a body and smash it into the ground. Yeah, it can. And it sucks <laughs> and it's scary and it's terrifying. And <laughs> <laughs> I have nightmares about it. <laughs> Got me thinking about mistakes that can happen in the building process, especially when so much work is done by hand. When you first started, how often were you just throwing pieces away because of mistakes, and how has that changed over time? Short answer is it hasn't. Yeah, the short answer is, uh, I know that you mentioned in there when so much work is done by hand. Um, It doesn't matter. If the work is done by hand, if the work is done by a CNC, uh, Mm -hmm. machines make mistakes, humans make mistakes. Uh, you're never going to get something... Specifically, let's talk about the CNC for a second. Mm-hmm. Router bits will break. Yeah. Wood will break. Yeah, chips out, tears out, blah, blah. The CNC won't hold down the piece of wood, and it'll shoot it across the room. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's a good time. <laughs> so, I mean, I, yeah. I, I kind of... I kind of think it's funny when people... When people learn that you you are a company that are using a CNC, and they think, oh, well, you're... you're." Oh, they just shove lumber in one side and a guitar spits out the other. (laughs) That works. I know, I think that's what people think. Like, it's it's not at all, and and specifically for us, the, there's just so little that is done on the CNC. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you people, it, it, we, we put a body blank on there, it rough cuts out a profile. Mm -hmm. And it routes... Like, cavities. Mm -hmm. Other than that, everything else. I mean, we carve our necks by hand. Uh, We still have to do a lot of woodworking by hand. So, to get back to his question, the CNC does not always... It's not Mm mistake-free. It's not fail-proof. Mistakes will happen. We've still had to scrap stuff that we put it on the CNC. And we're like, oh... Lovely. Yeah. Okay. The, the rate at which I have had to like chuck a neck because it just got you know messed up because, and I couldn't. There's nothing that can be done to repair it. The you know the frequency with which that happens has not changed since like starting. And it's not um, that Paul's doing any programming wrong. It's just that these well, are sometimes it is. But sometimes most of the time, it is. But I'm just saying 
yeah. tools uh-huh. just break. I mean, tools yeah. just break, and machines just don't yeah. do the, their job. That whole like that whole thing about the CNC machine just holding the part steady while it's while it's cutting it out. If I've done all my programming correct, and then I stick the thing on there, and the machine doesn't hold it down tight enough, then you know it'll ruin the part. And it's like I didn't. It's not that I didn't do anything wrong. It's that machine was sort of in, you know, not. I don't know, whatever. But, so, so like, recently I've, I've started building clamping fixtures and stuff that I attach to the to the thing to hold it down and everything, which is, like, excessive because the machine should be able to handle that. But, you know, because I'm sick of throwing stuff out. But Yeah. Well, it's happened too much lately, you know, but... But, yeah, um, we've, we've yeah. thrown away a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, so the CMC makes mistakes. We make mistakes. Yep. I like to to pick on Paul and tell him that his number one mistake is when he's drilling for a jack hole. Mm-hmm. He drills right through that sucker. Yeah, Just I Just right through. Yep. You say you've only done it once, but I think you've done it two or three times. I, yeah, well, uh, I think you're talking about wire channels more specifically than, than the jack hole, but... No, I feel like the jack hole. Was it the jack hole? I, I don't remember. I feel like it is, but maybe not. But yeah, sometimes when you're trying to drill, when you're doing a solid body and you have a pickup cavity on one side and a control cavity on the other side and stuff, you have to be able to, like, connect those two cavities. And so you have to drill a hole at, like, a really weird angle to get, to get like, a place for you to pass the wires of the pickups from the pickup to the pickup or the control cavity. And, uh, yeah, if you don't get that, that hole drilled at just the right angle, you can totally just drill right through the back of the guitar or the side of the guitar. Or, I mean, you know, if you go from the control cavity to the pickup instead of from the pickup to the control cavity, if you go the other way, you could drill right through the top of the guitar even. You know, I've seen all those things happen. Yeah. Um, you know, Doug Cower, I know, he, you know, he doesn't make that mistake very often, but I've, it's happened. You know, it, we, we all do it. I, I think probably every guitar maker has had a few bodies that they've had to chuck for, you know, because of things like that. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I personally remember, because a lot of, you have to remember that a lot of mistakes that you make, you could, you could fix them. Mm-hmm. They are fixable. Um, totally. It, it is in the early stages of the guitar building process that, you know, if, if the wood chips out, if the wood cracks, breaks, whatever, or... It's those are obviously not fixable, but I mean, like I've made mistakes where, like in the fretting process, I've made mistakes. Um, that's a lot of these things are like the one that not I fail proof or whatever. But yeah. I mean, they're just. It's almost like you make the mistake of not going far enough. Like if you're radius radiusing a fretboard. Mm-hmm. Like, you could make a mistake that it's not fully radiused, but then it's just, like, just go back and keep radiusing yeah. it sort of a thing. I don't know. Yeah. Or, like, carving a neck. I think I the know. one that I remember the most, that, that just I have the most vivid sort of, like, in my brain, it stands out the most, is, like, you know, huge mistakes that I made that caused me to have to throw something away. Um, and it was, like, it was just poor, poor craftsmanship on my part. Was twice... I carved a neck straight down to the truss rod channel. <laughs> and, you know, there's nothing you can do. I mean, and, and that's a neck that, for me, uh, I do basically everything there else there is to do on a neck before the actual carve. Yeah. Um, and so that's a neck that was basically, oh, it was almost done, <laughs> you know? And then yeah, I... Yeah, super sucks. And then I carve it, and you see this shiny metal thing 
sitting right there in the middle of the neck, and you're like, oh, that's that's the truss rod. Yeah. And, and I feel like we can't. Now this neck has to be thrown away. Frets <coughs> and fretboard and truss rod and all. It just all has those to be materials away. that you yeah. just put onto there. That sometimes you can't get back. I've done this. Sometimes you cut the fretboard off and you cut the truss rod out and you can reuse those pieces. Sometimes, but that's hard to do. It's yeah. a challenge in and of itself. So. And I feel like we can't yeah. fully answer Steve's question without sort of expanding on his question and talking about the injuries. Oh, sure. I what have happens? never actually been super duper, 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 like, mm -hmm. take me to the hospital now because I hurt mm -hmm. myself. And that is, admittedly, because I'm very, I've seen Paul hurt himself, mm -hmm. and so it has made me very just girly girl about it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to slice my finger in half. I like my finger. But I'm sure, like, chisels, I've, mm -hmm. you know, been chiseling something, and it goes right off into my hand. Yeah. I've had, like, cuts and bruises and mm -hmm. scrapes and dropped stuff on my feet when I wasn't wearing, like, the proper mm -hmm. shoes and... I but, still have all all those things. I mean, But less, you have actually had a... I had to, be, to call 911 and go via yeah, ambulance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I was... Um, uh, let this be a lesson to all of you. If you have a bandsaw, keep your blade guard down as far as you can keep it down while making a cut. Uh, use your blade guard. It's there for a reason. Use that thing. Um, I'm, you know, living proof or whatever that if you're not careful, uh, you, you can totally cut your fingers on a bandsaw, um, you know. And in my particular case... Uh, this this injury could have been avoided if I had the blade guard down, but I didn't because I was dumb. Um, anyway, yeah, I was just cutting uh, strips, filler strips for truss rods. So I had a bunch of pieces of maple that I was uh, in a little, you know, uh, sort of guide wall setup that I was just pushing them through the bandsaw, uh, sort of pretty fast, so that I could make a lot of them and. Um, it, one of them, uh, as I'm pushing, just kind of stopped. It just kind of jammed up in there. And I was putting enough pressure on it that my hand sort of kept going forward when the thing stopped. And I, I sliced right through my left hand index finger, right down to the bone, cut a little notch in it. And uh, it happened in an instant, bled all over the place, called 911, had to get some stitches. Um, still have a pretty you know, beautiful scar from it, and, uh, you know, that's that, so yeah, use your blade guard, those, those, that's definitely a, a lesson that I, I try to make sure I teach everybody, um, you know, if you're using a bandsaw. There was another injury that I had, ironically, on my right hand index finger, so I've messed up both of those fingers, but this one I don't have any scar or anything from, um, it, and this was very, very early on in my career, and I was being very, very dumb, it, it's almost like, I almost feel like it doesn't count because we're just talking about just somebody just being straight up stupid who didn't know what he was doing. But it was with a router table and I was trying to sort of gingerly uh, cut this pit guard and, you know, not being careful enough. And the, and the thing just caught and, you know, my finger hit that router bit. Basically took my fingernail off. Uh, um, that was really very painful, but uh, I didn't have to call 911 or anything. But yeah, slipping with chisels, slipping with razor blades, things like that, uh, you know, all those things certainly happen all the time, and, um, you know, 
with a chisel especially, you just want to make sure your hand's not on the receiving side of that blade uh, and, uh, you know, things like that. But, yeah, I mean, just as often as I've ever thrown out a part that I was making, I've, I've hurt myself. So you got to be careful, and, and it's, it really just kind of goes back to the, the ages-old, uh, you know, woodworking standby phrase of measure twice, cut once. Just be careful. Plan ahead. And, you know, uh, don't be dumb. Yeah. So that were that were that were <laughs> that were that were that and <laughs> questions. <laughs> Those were the questions that hey, we got. What are you eating there? You guys, I got, I got it. <laughs> you guys, we've made it to this point. <laughs> I got a Reese's Big Cup. Yeah, that's a Reese's Big Cup. Who found it for you? Mm, that's right, I did. Okay. I spotted it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, not like hey. this, like, super fatty that's just like, like Reese's. <laughs> I'm going to try it on the podcast. I feel sick. I can still kind of taste. This is a big-ass Reese's. That is very big. It's at least twice the thickness of a regular peanut It says it's for peanut butter lovers. Yeah. And <laughs> that's me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Holy shit, that's a lot of peanut butter. Oh, wow, look at that. Yeah, that's got the thin chocolate on the top and bottom, and even the sides. I mean, that, that, thing, is, good. that thing is really packed with peanut butter. There's like four Reese's worth of peanut butter. Mm-hmm. That's super good. Do you feel like this has uh, changed your life? I mean, I feel like a fat ass eating it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is like four Reese's. So no, I'm not going to do it every day, if that's what you ask me. Mm. <laughs> that's hella good. Shout out to... Who told me to get this? Oh, I don't remember. I think it was You know what? Name. It was this guy I went to high school with. Shout out to Jonathan, who told me about this. Shout out for just letting me consume 200 calories, 12 <laughs> grams of total fat. <laughs> Read the label, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, it's good. Yeah. A lot of people tagged me in it. I thought it was funny after yeah. I ranted about Reese's. That's good. That's really good. If I wasn't sick, I would just kind of wolf that down, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sick, so there's a lot of things happening in my throat right now, and 98% of them aren't good. Yeah. But now we're going to talk about our favorites. <gasps> favorites. Other podcasts Ding. do similar things like that where they will start singing or whatever, and I'm just like, okay, guys, get on with it. And so <laughs> Let me have my we're, moment. We're doing it. God. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. I say this every episode now. If you don't like it, stop listening. <laughs> get out of here. Do something else. Yeah. Today we're going to talk we're about our, our favorite <gasps> chips. 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 <clears throat> or as they call them in England. Biscuits. Oh, wait, what are they called? <laughs> we just had this conversation. I'm sick. I'm sick. Uh, wait, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They don't call them biscuits. They don't call them chips. They call them crackers. No. Dang it. Oh, crisps. There you crisps. go. Crisps. We're talking about crisps. Oh, yeah, we're talking about crisps. Actually, but we're in America, so we're talking about chips. Yeah, we're talking about chips. Take yourself... Close your eyes for me for a second. You too, Paul. Close your eyes for a second. Imagine yourself. (laughs) 
Imagine yourself in the chip aisle. Okay, now open your eyes. What do you see? What do you go to? What do you grab? What do you grab, Paul? But there's so many choices. You have to pick. Got, you have to. Over here, I've got ruffles. Yeah. And over there, I've got kettle chips. They have, But they have the ridges. There's even popcorn right there. I love popcorn, but it's not always so good and bad. It's not. Just make it at home. Freedom. Go to, like, a popcorn store or something. Cheetah. Uh, you know what? If, if, if we're being real, mm -hmm. are we being real? Mm -hmm. Are we keeping it 100? Mm-hmm. I think so. Straight up, like, Lay's or Ruffles Ugh. potato chips. That's really... Wait, no, those are two completely different. Well, mm, You know what? And my sister's to... going to chime in. Hi, Melissa. I know you're shouting at your phone right now because I know you. She hates Lay's, but she likes Ruffles. Hmm, interesting. And Ruffles have the ridges. Well, yeah. I, I have a really hard time picking between those two. They also taste two. so different. I think Ruffles I can eat more of in one, like, Lay's sitting. smell like farts. Let's yeah, be real. Oh, yeah, that's a cool trick. And no, it's not cool. No, it's a really cool trick. If you ever get, like, one of those small bags of Lay's potato chips... Even the big ones do it. Okay. Open it up and then just inhale. Just take a big old whiff of that smell right after you open why it. Would, why would you be telling our listeners to smell farts? <laughs> like... It smells like farts. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> my so dad tired. taught me that trick. Um, and my, and my, yeah. Anyway... Really? No, but you have to choose one. It's either Lay's oh, or Ruffles. Man. I bet I bet I at least have five people on my side right now that you can't say both of those. Well, no, I'm not picking both. I'm just <laughs> trying to decide between the two. I have a really I'm just really having a hard time deciding between the two. I can eat more Ruffles at a, like a time, but like the Lay's are if it's just like a small quantity of Lay's, I think that they they taste a little bit better. Small that, quantity of Lay's. Okay. Yeah, if I'm just talking, like, if I, you know, if I'm not being a pig and I'm just, you know, <laughs> eating a small handful of, of chips, uh, regular Lay's. It's, it's just, I, I just always go back to it. I love those salt and fresh ground pepper kettle chips are really fantastic. I like the Cheetos that are the natural, like, white cheddar puffs. And I like um, uh, those cheddar jalapeno Cheetos are, are good, and I like um, a whole lot of other stuff. Sun chips are pretty sweet, but like I just always end up going back to the plain, regular potato chips. Okay, well you're boring. That's fine. <laughs> that actually sounded like we had inserted a. <laughs> we did. I put that in post. I you know what, though? In. This is just goes to show how opposite we are because I would choose ruffles. I like dipping them, too, in that. You mean between those dip. two or period? Between those two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ruffles are better dipped. Ruffles, I think, are a better overall, overall well-rounded chip. Yeah. Lay's are just, if it's just a small quantity and all I'm having is just chips, I think Lay's got it. Well, my favorite chip are Blamin' Hot. Cheetos. Woo! Who's with me? <laughs> You're kind of with me, which is weird because yeah, you don't like good. spicy stuff. Not usually. But you eat them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I eat a little bit of them. I do like small quantities. I, I can't eat like a ton. I love them so much. Yeah. I don't get into like the... I know that there's some out there with like lime. I haven't tried those. I don't care to. Why am I going to mess with something? If it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, okay? Mm -hmm. Flamin' Hot Cheetos mm -hmm. are amazing. Mm -hmm. We don't need to give them, like, extra.
extra flamey hot or mm. like with lime. Yeah. No, just give me flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah. Those cheddar jalapeno ones too. Yeah, but I'm talking about my favorite. Well, yeah. Because I don't actually yeah. really even like regular Cheetos. I don't either. They're not very good. They're not. So. Yeah. But flaming hots. Woo! They good. So please send flaming hot Cheetos bags of flaming. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Two no. five five five. Only hundred podcast street. <laughs> so that's all we had today. Uh, I don't know. A little bit. Dip, maybe you'll skip over this episode and then you'll miss all the funny jokes we made. Hilarious. So funny. Because we're clearly comedians and not guitar makers. <clears throat> Next episode, we will get back to doing the kind of procedural, educational, or maybe we won't. I don't know. We've done a lot of yeah, those. Maybe we'll, we'll do yeah, something funny next time. We don't time. know what we're doing yet next. I mean, we're still going to do, we still have some ideas for upcoming episodes and stuff, but um, yeah, we got we to gotta add to our list. Yeah. Yep. So, All we'll right. see you guys next time. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.